You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 370. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 370. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. And here we are again. Here we are. Merlerv in on our podcast room. Our bougie, our bougie beige podcast, podcast room. It's it is the most natural thing <laughs> as far as it, felt, it just feels natural it's so natural <laughs> but you know like leopard print is my neutrals right so this is very far from leopard print yeah animal print yeah, is yeah, like yeah. A, a good neutral for me the chairs are beige the carpet's beige it's the walls so are beige beige the carpets on the wall are beige bougie and beige everything is beige that's right which I was just telling you. By the way, uh, we didn't tell you before, but you're supposed to drink a shot every time we say beige. Oh, oh, is that? It's, yeah. it's the drinking game? So you're about game. 15 shots in now? The drinking game. That's right. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk to you today because I'm going to be quizzing your ass. Oh, oh me? Yes, you. Oh, shit. This is one of our true-false editions. Mm, oh, yes. These are fun. And this <clears throat> topic, this edition is emotional intelligence. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get a hundy on this one. I'll try. I mean, I'll you're you're doing really well. I think you may have missed one in all of the ones that we've done, and yeah. then you even redeemed yourself for like a half a point for I some did. loophole That's right. that you created, I think. I did. Which is not how quizzes work. No, but it, but it shows ingenuity. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so maybe, what is it? What, what's that called? Is it called bonus points or... Extra credit. Extra credit. That's yeah. what I was like, wait, what's that called? <laughs> Can I get extra credit? Okay, Mr. Smith. So maybe you'll get extra credit okay. if you if you get all of these what's right. What's extra credit look like? Well, we can discuss that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ew, okay. why are you the dirt bag right now? Oh, I I didn't say anything. You have the dirty mind. The rhythm of your voice is the dirtiest <laughs> dirt bag right now. <laughs> You're the one with the dirty mind. You took it there. I, I was trying to be cool. Listen and to me, collected. I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> I'm sick of your shit. Okay. Let's ace this thing. So we are going to talk about emotional intelligence. And I want all of you at home to play along with this quiz and see if you are able to catch what's true, what's false, and why. So that will get we will get going with that in just a minute. But before we do, we always gotta spice it up. Even though I feel fairly spicy already. It's been spicy. I mean We've been spiced. I, I feel like I've had really spicy Thai food already. That's right. And now we're getting spicier? That's right. Oh, boy. All right. We do a segment that we like to call... Would you rather... And today's would you rather is... Would you rather always wear shoes that are half a size too small... Oh. Or always have your underwear creeping up your butt? Oh. Uh. And I'm like, gosh, a lot of, at least women like thongs already, or wear thongs. I don't know if they like them. But 
so they're already creeping up the butt. I right? have so much ass that most of my underwear is always do, <laughs> but but I don't wear underwear very often because of that. Like I just is that extra credit? I I just don't I don't like underwear and I don't wear them very much. And yeah. most of the time, my pants are so tight that like if I go to the bathroom. And you pull up your chonies, and then you try to pull up your tight pants. You give yourself a wedgie. You got your tight pants. I got on. my tight pants on all the time. Also, I don't wear shoes very often because I'm working inside the house. So okay, so you're excluded. How about every, how about if you had to? Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, would I have to wear shoes that were too small all the time? Because that's so bad for your feet. That's horrible. so bad for you. Horrible for your feet. I feel like. Wait, the other one is your underwear is always writing up? Mm-hmm. I feel a like I could. Wedgie. A, a, a wedgie? Why are you emphasizing <laughs> the wedgie? The wh- uh, I think <laughs> I would actually go for that one. Yeah, I think I'd go for that one too. You would? Yeah. I wore shoes too small for me. I grew like That's triggering. six inches over one summer. That's. Were you in a lot of pain? I, I mean, tall. Did I you? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> You grow that much frequently. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very uh, wow. sexual innuendoed. Yeah. Hi, Aunt uh, Twyla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith's aunt listens, and then we're always like, so embarrassed about the shit we talk about. <clears throat> wow. Okay, wait a minute. So, so where were we? Wait, I want to know, though, did you have extreme growing pains? Like, did your body hurt growing Absolutely. like that? Oh, yeah. 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 I had pain in my knees and my back. Yeah. Did you? Definitely. Okay, so did you? So you had that's triggering for you to go. To yeah, I wore shoes, shoes that small, and I just thought that that's how shoes fit. Yeah, like I didn't think they're supposed to be comfortable. I thought they were supposed to be tight on your feet. Oh. So when I went into the military, I wore shoes that were tight as well, thinking that's bless, what it's supposed to do. Bless your heart. And then I realized after about a week of boot camp, like. Shoes are not supposed to be that tight. I'm blistered and just my feet were horrible. They were like, you don't wear that size. What are you doing? Right. So it, it was, hard. you know, granted, it was difficult to keep shoes on me. I, I grew pretty fast. So uh, that's triggering for me. So I'm going to go with the wedgie. The underwear riding mm-hmm. up. Okay. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. And we discuss we it every single week over in our After Hours community. After Hours. I really like how you tilted tilted into that. Tilted into it. You, you, you should have seen the creepy way he tilted his head to like <laughs> ease up on the mic. So ease we have a – was <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> In our Facebook group on Mondays, we talk about the Would You Rather of the week, and we love to hear everybody's rationale. For example, last week when or two weeks ago when we were talking about would you rather be a bridesmaid, professional bridesmaid or professional sex toy – tester somebody said people pleasing versus self-pleasing i'll take Mm, the self-pleasing and we were like well played well played so we get lots of fun commentary we would love to hear from you so go to the joyjunkie.com slash club that will redirect you right over to our little corner of facebook i do bonus trainings over there lots of incredible camaraderie warm fuzzy wednesdays new friends fridays always a good time so be sure to check the show notes show notes and visit us over there all right so let's do how about we get into this quiz let's do it are you read are you actually ready though well i didn't study so it's kind of a pop quiz. Some of these are tricky. All right. Well, I, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. It's going to really show 
if you've been paying attention while I've been like spouting off over here. <laughs> we'll see if my EQ is worthy. All right. Number one. I'm starting off with somewhat of a hard one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Number one, anger is considered a primary emotion, true or false? Uh, false. I think there's probably other emotions behind the anger, and the anger is the result. Very good. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I, I'm not going to do this the whole time, but right now you get a warm fuzzy. Yay! Oh, I do? You do, oh, because... Yeah. That one is a little bit trickier, and so that makes me very proud of you. Thanks, Ben. I feel like you've been listening. So anger is actually considered a secondary emotion. There you go. And what that means is that there is usually a primary emotion underneath it. So what that means is we have access to our anger. It's kind of a defense mechanism for us, sure. right? Fight or flight. So it's one of the fastest things that we can access, but there's usually a deeper emotion behind it. So what that looks like typically is, you know, maybe you lash out at your spouse, but when you really look at it, it's actually overwhelm, the emotion of overwhelm oh, okay. from your day that really truly is going on for you, mm -hmm. but it comes out as anger. Maybe you're really angry with your boss, and what that is is more of that feeling of being micromanaged, being dismissed, being not valued. That's what's really happening for you, and it comes out as anger. Right. So a lot of times what happens is we'll be stoked by something that pisses us off, and it kind of pushes us over the edge. And so we make it be about that surface issue. So, for example, let's say I've been super overwhelmed with my day. I've been really frustrated maybe with a conversation I had with somebody. You come home. You leave a bunch of water on the countertops, which is something we talk about. Because he's big <laughs> and he just throws shit everywhere. He's hard on things. <laughs> I never do that. I don't know what you're talking about. So let's say he leaves water all over and I just – that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. I start getting pissed. I start getting heated. And then I'll talk about the damn water. Like, that's what's really the problem. Right. And, but really, that's just that secondary emotion coming out when really, if I stop to look at why am I so furious right now with the water on the countertops, I can, if I have that ownership and that emotional intelligence, I can go, oh, it's actually not him. That's just the vehicle that it came out. What really is bothering me is the overwhelm, the stress, the anxiety, the frustration, the things that I've been going have been going on through my day. So, so that's what the miracles were talking about when they say they secondary emotion. I secondary emotion. Wow. Right? No. No. Oh. My. <laughs> oh. I was sure that was going. to Did land. you look that up that just to like just? To, I thought it was Smokey Robinson. Just to do that joke. And I was like, I'm not sure if it's Smokey Robinson. I'm going to have to look it up before I say it. Yes, I did. But but that might help people now. They might start thinking about, oh, I'm pissed. That's a secondary emotion. There you go. See? Way to tie it back in. That's right. I like it. All right. Number two. Just like physical pain, when we feel emotional pain, our natural instinct is to make it stop. Um, I'm going to say true. It is true. Yeah. I don't know why, though. But it just sounds right. So we are motivated by two primary human drivers. Mm, I know this. Pursuit of pleasure and 
escape of pain or yes avoidance avoidance of pain, of pain. good yeah. job good job hey extra credit extra credit point fuck yes so that half point that i lost i get here <laughs> so i'm 100 percent here even now <laughs> we might have to fact check that but okay <laughs> extra credit so just like physical pain when we experience emotional pain our natural instinct is to want to make it stop if we're embarrassed, if we're feeling guilt, if we're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, depressed, sad, all of those things, our, in, our natural instinct is, I want that to stop. The same way if you put your hand on a hot surface, like your stove, your immediate instinct is pull that away. Right. Jerk it away. Like, no. Ah, pain. Move away from that. And we do the exact same thing with our emotional pain. And... So there's a way to be compassionate with yourself that, okay, no wonder we, if we're stressed out, we want to drink. We don't want to mm -hmm. be with that emotion of what's happening or why we developed the habit of making jokes instead of really being honest about what's going on with us. So that is absolutely true. Just like physical pain, we don't enjoy that feeling of emotional pain and we will try to escape it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. Okay. Okay, number three, emotions are simply messaging. That's true. Oh, you seem quite confident with that. Well, I, I, th I just think, you know, body chemistry is all messaging and emotions are body chemistry. Exactly. So the same way we have physical pain, you know, just like that message or anecdote that I shared just a second ago, you place your hand on a hot surface that's a message to your body. Oh, that's we can't stay here. Right. That's not good. That's not good for your survival. Right? right. So, hey, move away. There's something. Hey, pay attention. This is going to hurt. Keep moving away. So the same is true for messages that we receive from our emotions. A lot of times we are so acutely focused on running from them and not feeling them because they're mm -hmm. painful mm -hmm. that we miss the message. Oh, so yeah. I've shared numerous times about how I would experience physical pain in my knees when I would do physical activity, you know, working out. Right. And it doesn't help my physicality at all to be mad at my knees, to ignore <laughs> right. them, to not not do anything about it, to be like frustrated, like, oh, why are you hurting? Uh, uh, uh. If I then twist or changed my perspective and actually got curious of what are you trying to tell me? What is that? What is the message that pain is sending me? Am I moving my body in a way that's unhealthy for them? Is there something I need to tend to? Then I could be so much more of an ally to my body. I mean, this is what you see all the time. Sure. Instead of fighting that pain, listening to it and going, what are you trying to tell me? And the same is true for emotions. If you are feeling a surge of guilt, if you're feeling a surge of, of sadness, you can't understand why you're taking it so personally that mm. somebody offended you or said something and you're mad at yourself like just get over it just get over it you're not <laughs> listening to the message most of the time it's some something that you highly valued that got stepped on you know that's something sure. that you really cared about somebody stomped all over it you're allowed to experience pain around that you're allowed to experience that feeling so i think when we are in an uncomfortable emotion if we can start looking at, okay, what's the lesson here? Or what is this trying to tell me? 
we can grow so much more than if we're just beating ourselves up for feeling. Like, gosh, why you take everything so seriously? Or, ugh, you're so emotional. And we get mad at ourselves. You know, why am I so anxious? Or, ugh, I just need less stress. You know, we think it's all these external things instead of just tuning in and listening. Just asking. Absolutely. All right, number four, allowing room for your emotions is a sign of weakness and should be avoided at all costs. True. Ah, just kidding. False. Oh, <laughs> I could get you on a technicality on that one. <laughs> no, I was just trying to trick you. There. Wait, repeat the question again. I'm sorry. Allowing room for your emotions is a sign of weakness and should be avoided at all costs. I, I think that is something that um, is told to people. That's right. But I don't think that's the truth. Absolutely. You are completely correct. I think that a more empowering perspective is that we are in a society and we are conditioned to believe that showing our emotions is a sign of weakness. Therefore, everyone puts up walls. Yeah. And if we are actually able to be with our humanity, if we're able to emote and be sensitive and tap into our emotional selves, that is possibly one of the most fiercest acts of bravery and courage that you could do. Everybody and their mother can put up walls. That's what we're taught to do. So it is far more brave to actually be with those emotions. And it's curious too, because we make all of our decisions, damn near all of our decisions based off of emotion. And when we see things that are really moving or highly vulnerable, those are the movies that do the best. That's right. Those are the social media accounts that do the best. Those are the the tearjerkers and the things that move us. That's yep. what we're craving the Absolutely. most. Yet we're trying so hard to breed that out of ourselves. So absolutely, you need to create that room for your emotions. And I'm also going to link to a, a another podcast that we did around emotional intelligence that I think would be really helpful. And then another one that we did fairly recently about being too sensitive in a callous world. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I really talk about it a lot in that episode of embracing the way in which you're wired as a superpower instead of feeling like there's something wrong with you because you do feel so strongly. Now, that's um, that's something that seems to be hardwired in us. Is, is that something that deep down and dirty – uh, your program that you work with is tapping into that or is that just something that we are able to switch you're y- yes you can just immediately switch it no it <clears throat> it usually is it's a learned behavior it's something that we can unlearn and i love that that you brought that up you're so cute with <laughs> like so tell us more about tell no us- no i i didn't even mean that i was just saying like I feel that it's easy to say, yeah, just change your mindset on something. But if it's that deeply embedded in our motherboard, right, it's a lot harder for us to ungrain that. That's right. Um, so we need help or some kind of tool to do that. I didn't know if Deep Down and Dirty handled that or not. Well, that is one of the reasons why. I wanted to get certified in hypnotherapy as well Uh, because when you talk about something that's just conceptual, that's just a good idea, that's very hard for that to drop into the subconscious mind, which is where our beliefs are stored. Right. So if you grew up 
with a perspective of uh, you have to be strong at all costs. Showing emotions is weakness. Vulnerability is weakness. Then it's likely that in your adult life, you are having a difficult time expressing emotion. So right. you could hear a podcast like this and go, oh, okay, I get it. I like that idea. Great idea, yeah. But how do we actually get that to be a part of the belief system? How do I actually operate and live in a way where I'm starting to embrace that? And I've had numerous deep down and dirty students who that was one of their biggest breakthroughs was recognizing that they are allowed to feel how they feel. Yeah. Because so much of the world has said you're too sensitive or you're not allowed to be that way or women need to be this way or whatever other imposed belief systems that they've received that they've then lived into. And then you get to this point later on in life where you go, why the fuck am I not happy? Mm -hmm. And it's because you've been told who you are is wrong, which then leads to this feeling of I'm not enough. Mm. I'm not worthy. So, I'm not yeah. good enough. So it's, yeah, absolutely your program. For sure. And that's also why we use some <clears throat> hypnosis elements to help shift that cognitive dissonance, which is when you have a different viewpoint consciously than you do subconsciously. So for a lot of people, they listen to this stuff and they go, yeah, yeah, I know I should believe I'm enough. I, yeah, I like the idea of self-love or I can look at everything I've accomplished and go, yeah, that's amazing, but I don't believe in who I am. I don't really love the person that I am. Right. That, that disconnect is what we start to shift in Deep Down and Dirty. So that is like mr said mr smith said my signature program and i have a completely free masterclass that is sort of a precursor to that so if you're interested in a much much deeper dive and you struggle with things like people pleasing constantly being invested in the opinions of other people perfectionism self doubt getting in your own way trying to control everything being so worried about what other people think of you that, my friend, is rooted in self-worth. That's what we need to change at its, at its nucleus, at its core. And then look at how, how can we then communicate with the outside world? How does that then inform things like boundaries, saying no, dealing with your emotions, not feeling racked with guilt for right. speaking up for yourself, tough conversations. So if those are areas of interest to you and you want to even learn a little bit more about the conscious and subconscious, I talk about that in the Five Shifts workshop, which you can find at thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That's your first entry point if you're interested in Deep Down and Dirty. Have a watch through that workshop. Have a pen and paper handy. And then at the very end, if you want to talk to somebody specifically about Deep Down and Dirty, you'll have an opportunity to do so. That'll also be in the show notes for you as well. Uh, but you can always get there by going to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because even though there's not... You know, I don't have this big, huge module about emotional intelligence in Deep Down and Dirty. Right. We talk about it constantly every single it's week. It's kind of peppered in, yeah. And it's one of those things that shifts people dramatically. Right. Because like I said, we make all of our decisions based off of emotions. Sure. And, and based off of a lot of those deep-seated beliefs. Okay. Number five, how you feel about something is never wrong. Oh, that's a tricky one. I'm gonna ooh, I'm gonna say false, I, I, and only because okay. I feel like sometimes we feel something 
just because we're in that moment. But after we look at it a little bit later, we go, oh, that wasn't really what I was feeling. We kind of have a, you can kind of hindsight see that it wasn't really how I was feeling. But I'm having a feeling just by the look on your face that it's actually true. So I'm going to change my answer to true. <laughs> way to walk it all the way around. <laughs> like how I did that? I'll give it to you because I really don't want to mess up your streak. Okay. <laughs> yes. How you feel about something is never wrong. It really is not wrong. But we also have to recognize that, again, emotions are just messaging. So a lot of times what we do to a fault is we react based off of our emotions and do a detrimental behavior. So, mm. for example, if you are furious at your partner because you found out they were cheating, you have every right in the world to be furious. Now, behind that emotion of anger, we know that there's probably a primary feeling of betrayal, yeah, maybe rage, sadness, rage. dismissiveness. So there's some kind of primary emotion that you're feeling. But you are absolutely not wrong for feeling what you're feeling. Okay. What we're usually wrong for is our choice of behavior. If you go and uh, then burn his shit or her shit on the porch. Maybe that's what I was kind of going after. Yeah. Or you go and key their car or you <laughs> choose a behavior that's not acceptable. Then we have a problem. So it's another reason why I talk to couples about like if you have an emotion of attractiveness to another person outside of your marriage, you're allowed to feel what you feel. You aren't wrong for that, but you sure as fuck are responsible for your behavior. Yeah. So that doesn't mean, oh, I get to go flirt with that person or, you know, stray outside of my marriage or whatever. It depends on the confines of your relationship and what you've spelled out. But that, that is the distinction is you're always allowed to feel how you feel. However, you are always responsible for your choice of behavior as well. Got it. Yeah. That, and I, one of the things that I see the most commonly, and we've talked about a lot on the show, is when we feel a specific emotion, we feel validated in our behavioral choice. Right. Even if it's not always the healthiest. So we think, well... If he wouldn't have been such an asshole, I wouldn't have had to yell and scream. Mm -hmm. you're, you're still responsible for yelling and screaming. Are you wrong to be mad? No. But you still have to own your poor behavior. Right. So there's that very big distinction between how you feel and then what you choose to do. And we'll get into that, that a little sense. bit more, too, here. That makes sense. And you know what I'm talking about where people are like, well, how am I supposed to respond if you're acting like this? Well, he did it. I should. Right. Like, or, yeah. And it's also a common manipulative tactic to say, well, if you wouldn't behave like that, then I wouldn't have to get mad. Yes. That's a complete that is gaslighting manipulation. If you're in a relationship like that, abort mission. Okay. So we've got number five. So you're doing pretty well here. Okay, number six. There are no bad emotions, simply comfortable or uncomfortable emotions. I'm going to say true. You are correct. And again, if we operate. Yay. yay. Yay, Mr. Smith. If we operate under this notion that emotions are just messaging, that is, that's a very neutral statement. It, that doesn't have anything to do with it is bad or good. In fact, I would argue that they're all of benefit to us. 
they're all a way in which we feel our humanity, right. that we can grow, that we can change, that we can develop. And it's telling us something to help us change our life in some way. It's a way to say, hey, hey, move your hand away from that. That's not good. Right. Pay attention over here. I kind of look at it. Um, I don't think energy has bad or good on it. Right. I say it's energy that you either want or energy that you don't want. Mm-hmm. And if you are feeling an energy that you don't resonate with, then you should try a different emotion. That's right. <laughs> try something else, right? Or if you're around someone that is, let's say, very high energy anxiety. Yes. And you start taking that on. You start feeling that high anxiety energy. You're accepting that energy as yours. That's it's right. not good or bad. It's just becoming yours now. Absorbing. Right? You've absorbed that. So you can say, I choose not to absorb that energy and then look for a different option. That's right. Where's the energy that I am or was at? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I tell my clients that all the time. The only And ca- I do that myself all the time. The only caveat that I would put around that is there are sometimes emotions that I truly believe we need to feel through. So that's that's, that's a, a good point. That's a great example of something's a negative emotion or an uncomfortable emotion is coming my way and it's something that I don't want to absorb and take on as my own. That's very different than I I got my ass handed to me at work and I'm extremely sad and instead of allowing myself to bawl my eyes out or vent it out or journal or do a primal scream or something like that, I choose to drink it away and not feel it. Yeah. So taking your advice, you could look at that and go, okay, I, I don't I don't want to feel this feeling. I don't wanna, I don't want to feel the sadness that I just had from my work day. So I just want everybody to understand that there's a distinction between oh, the two sense. things that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's good. That you're talking about something external. external. You're talking about internal. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you are absolutely right. There are no bad emotions. They're simply comfortable, uncomfortable, or to your point, something that you want to absorb or you do not want to absorb. Number seven, our behaviors are rarely linked to how we feel. Uh, I'm going to say false. I think they're always tied to how we feel. Good job. Yes, you are absolutely right. That one is false. They are. And a lot of times we can look at our behaviors and excavate behind them and go, ooh, there's probably something I didn't want to feel there. Mm. So I'll give you a couple of examples. If you constantly turn to food and you're not hungry or you are looking at it because you might be experiencing loneliness or you're desiring comfort those are emotions that you are feeling that are typically leading you to indulge in something that is excessive. And we right. do that with all sorts of behaviors like sure. drinking, sex, Facebook, you know, numbing out with TV, even sometimes busyness. Mm. Like we can look yeah. at ourselves being uh, overproductive. Uh, I know Brene Brown talks about this too as, you know, busyness and being highly an overproducer is what some people turn to in the midst of of emotions, uncomfortable emotions they don't want to feel. And I think she even highlights an example of, I think it was somebody in her family that was severely ill 
it could have been her mom and all the sisters kind of gathered together and she took on the role of okay here's what we're going to do we're going to organize this we're going to do that you're going to be on the telephone tree and call for meals to organize meals for the family and and just went right into that busyness productivity organize stay busy 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 instead of feeling what you're feeling now now sometimes there's room for that i was going to say that the situation that comes to mind is when someone dies what is the first thing that people do typically is they'll throw themselves into work the business of death well not even the business of death just i i need to avoid that i'm gonna go oh i see what you're saying into my job and just put all my focus there yep so that you don't feel or or have to wrestle with the the situation of a death in the family right that's right that's the the one that comes to mind i was thinking of how there's so much business involved with death Mm -hmm. of like orchestrating the funeral orchestrating all of the logistics around it that it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to grief it's true it really doesn't you know you kind of go into this hustle mode right Mm -hmm. but i also see what you're saying is surviving some sort of traumatic event like that dealing with the loss of something even a like a job loss sometimes we don't want to feel that so we throw ourselves into a hobby or parenting or let me watch every every netflix documentary ever yeah yep yep so a lot of times you can start looking at go-to behaviors and noticing if there's something that you don't want to feel behind them. We also do that with with things like control or perfectionism. Yeah. Perfectionism almost always there is a feeling of fear, an emotion of fear behind mm. perfectionism. People pleasing, same thing, the fear of what people are going to think about me. Yeah. And if you observe some of these behaviors that that you know you do, you can usually look behind them and go, is there an emotion that I have been pushing away, that I don't want to be with, that I don't want to look at? Hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see that. So they are nearly always linked to – our behaviors are nearly always linked to how we feel. Okay, Yay. number eight. Good job, babe. Often we will try to fix an emotional feeling with a physical feeling. Repeat the question. Often we will try to fix an emotional feeling, like an uncomfortably emotional feeling, with a physical feeling. Think about what we just talked about. Yeah, I think that's – I was just going to say that seems like what we've been talking about. I'm going to say true. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I think this has so much to do with – not being taught emotional intelligence. So when we talk about the word feeling, we can feel things physically and we can feel things emotionally. And because we are not astute at untangling those, we mix them up all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. So when we have an emotional pain like stress, overwhelm, discomfort, sadness, We go, let me fix this physically by eating this food, drinking Mm -hmm. this alcohol. Let me experience a physical change to alter that emotional issue. So uh, it's also one of the reasons why exercise is one of those go-tos that we're always saying, like, get out, move your body in order to fix emotional feelings. Now, 
I definitely advocate for that. I think that's a great idea, but I don't think you're done. I don't think you can just work out and never address your emotions, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, you just half of our pod audience just <laughs> the, went, and oh. and we're out. <laughs> In fact, I think it's a great idea to tether them together. So one of the things that I've done if I'm really working through something that I'm angry about or upset about, I got a punching bag. Yeah. And I will picture the things that I want to punch, like <laughs> the sadness or, you know, I, I mm. really punch. Give it an identity. Yes. Nice. So that I'm actually processing emotions while I'm being physical in Perfect. my body. So I think if we recognize this, we can also understand, oh, okay, that's a part of the intelligence. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, I'm hurting, so I'm quelling it with something physical, mm -hmm. sex even, or you know, something that's in that physical vein. Yep. Okay, good job. And let's see, finally, number nine, practicing emotional intelligence is about immediately reacting rather than processing. Yeah, I'm gonna say false. Good job, Abe. <laughs> How come? Uh, because I think it takes time to think it through. It doesn't just automatically happen. That's right. Yeah. Well, if you think about what our initial reactions typically are emotionally, it's it's usually anger. It's the fight response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's the flee. It's the run fucking away. And we've also talked about freeze and freeze, fawn as well. Right. But if you think about that, when we are needing to defend ourselves, we are reactionary. So if somebody catches us off guard or says something we find offensive, that kicks in our primal response that we want to react. But that is very rarely in our best interest because fight and flight, that whole mechanism was designed to keep us alive. Like when a bear is coming at us, we're not actually about to die if our in-laws don't like what we brought to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> we're not actually about to die if our spouse doesn't find us attractive. But we react primitively like we might die. Mm -hmm. We go into reaction mode instead of being with that emotion that's happening and absorbing it, taking time to process. So one of my favorite things to do, if you are caught off guard by any number of things and you're finding a surge of anger, which is usually the first thing to to surface, Yeah. many people try to push it down, don't know, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, and then it comes out in some other way. Yeah. But if you can just buy yourself some time, just saying something like, that comment really caught me off guard, I'm gonna need to take a minute, or, I really don't want to be over I don't want to overreact here. I'm going to I'm going to pause or I'm going to need to come back to that or I don't trust the where this this conversation is going. Mm -hmm. Have some sort of go-to phrase that you can say so that you don't end in an all-out screaming match. Right. Right? Yeah. Or pause it midway through. Like if you end up reacting out of anger, you can catch yourself and go, "You know what? This has really gone off the rails. That was not my intention. I'm feeling a lot of intense emotions, I want to process this before I continue. Like have some way that you can thwart that mission a little bit if it if it comes up. Yeah, so that's good. So practicing emotional intelligence is actually about the processing. Right. It's okay. not about the immediate reaction. The immediate reaction is 
is our primitive response. It's, it's, it's not wrong necessarily, but it's not ever helpful. It's primitive. It's designed for us to be in a battle with something that's life-threatening. <laughs> right. And that's not usually happening when we're pissed at our sister. Correct. Right? For most of us. <laughs> yeah. There might be some situations. There but... might be some. Yeah. That's right. So I highly encourage you to check out the the podcast that we talked about around emotional intelligence. We'll link to that in the show notes because I have a bunch of other suggestions and ideas and things that you can do to continue working with this place. But uh, you did a really great job. Yay, 100%. 100%. And you even got some extra credit. I even got a half a point. So. so. <laughs> Got extra I mean, I'm kind of an overachiever. I don't know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you certainly are. So you should probably take deep down and dirty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get rid of this perfectionism. That's right. So mm -hmm. again, too, if you want a deeper dive in this stuff and you know you need some support, you don't really know the hows and the you know the how tos, and you need somebody in your corner, please check out that workshop again, thejoyjunkie.com/workshop. And uh, I think that's everything. Anything else you want to throw in the mix? You had some good stuff. No, I think I've said enough today. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we might have to have another quiz and see if you can. Yeah. can keep, I'm in. Keep I like score. these quizzes. All right. Cool. All right, y'all. Well, I'm hoping this was helpful for you. And please just make sure that you do one piece of action, one thing that you can implement differently based off of what we talked about today. Maybe it's giving yourself a, the expanse to have a good cry. Mm. Maybe it is looking behind anger and asking yourself, what's the primary emotion behind this? decide on one tangible action step from today and make sure that you start implementing it. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out. Out.